Thanks for downloading The Nightcap. If you love listening as much as we love doing it, you can help us out by leaving a rating and review on iTunes via your podcast app. You can also support the pod and secure its future by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash The Nightcap, where we are giving away signed menus from Paul's Michelin star restaurant, Seoul. Hello and welcome to The Nightcap, life behind the Michelin star, a late night lock-in here where some of the best chefs in the country candidly discuss and debate all things culinary over a few drinks. It's episode five. Right now I'm sat upstairs at Salt Restaurant as always in Stratford-upon-Avon, Shakespeare's home in the heart of Warwickshire, it's 10 o'clock at night. Service is wrapping up downstairs. Let me introduce myself and what the hell we are all doing here. My name's Simon Alexander. I'm a podcaster, producer and daytime cooking show contestant. To my left, playing host, owner and Michelin star head chef of Salt, Mr. Paul Foster. How are you doing? You are right, Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's got to be your cough-based catchphrase now, that is. And our guest today is head chef of Michelin-star restaurant Casimir in Bristol and fellow expedition traveller of Paul's, Mr. Pete Sanchez. How's it going? How's it going? <laughs> I thought I'd just be in with the link. Yeah. Do you prefer Pete or Peter? Uh, Peter or Pete, don't mind. Peter, yeah, love it. My, Peter, co- yeah. my cousins, uh, all my mum's family are from Bristol. It's oh, really right. reassuring to hear that because I, that's you just sound exactly like if I close my eyes, it sounds like my cousin. It's <laughs> All right, cuz, how's it going, mate? All right, like, bro. I love it. Absolutely. We can't help it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Okay. I can't do it, I'll just go really Cornish. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up on today's show, we're going to be chatting about Pete and Paul's, sounds like a nursery rhyme, Pete and Paul's Scandinavian travels this week. We'll be talking about food and art, pushing the boundaries and techniques within food, the peaks and pits of opening Ooh. your own restaurant, and also some TripAdvisor reviews of Salt and Casimir. We'll be doing Boiling Point <laughs> as well. First though, the Scandinavian <laughs> trip. I mean, so you boys have been away together for uh, how, like three days? Just yeah, talk just us through... Have- what happened and why it came about? What's going on? Three intense days. It's been mega, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it's a chef summit, it was called, wasn't it? So it was <laughs> that like sounds ten, so cool. Ten of us went out to Scandi. Uh, so <laughs> is that all the locals? Is that well, all the locals? I'm, in, I'm yeah. in with the locals we do. now. You know, now I've done a finished bath and like in ice cold water. Yeah. Straight out of a sauna. Damn, that was bad. Yeah, yeah was, was it brutal? Well, yeah, I don't know if we're going to discuss brutal. straight into that point, but yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. It was like warm as hell, like really, really hot. Amazing, especially when smoky. you got Andre who was like doing a, I don't know, swirling around the towel in the middle Trouble of the room, dance. half naked, <laughs> <laughs> trying to uh, pump steam around the room, uh, almost like a convection oven. Love it. And then us boys are sitting there, and we get to the point where we sweat it so much. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you're going to go in an ice, uh, ice little pool now. Yeah, but so walk, walk 30 yards through snow first, down a slope. So when you're really slip. hot, you must have been like, oh, yeah, no, get me in the ice. But then yeah. that walk, I mean, surely yeah. just... I mean, after it, it was amazing. I felt refreshed, but it was horrific. It was horrific. Yeah. yeah. As soon as you get in the water, four de- uh, well, it's like four degrees. It's four degrees. It felt like it was like minus <laughs> bloody like 42 degrees or something. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was pretty and they keep cold. you in there for a long amount of time. No, you just you dip go, in and out. No, you dip in and out. You can't stay in there. Yeah, you just get <laughs> your breath stops. You know. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get back out. There. Yeah. unbelievable. So yeah, Chef Summit. What was that, and how did this all come about? So, yeah, it's a group of chefs who went over to uh, to Finland to like with this stock company that I use, and uh, 
like just to see their setup and do some development around some new ideas they wanted. And then we went out for some nice meals and experiences while we were there as well. So they supply both of your stuff? You both take stock from them? Not me, only Paul. Okay. Yeah, got so yeah. Paul's used them before. To be fair, I never, I never even really, I kind of heard of it, but mm-hmm. I never really ever used it. So I didn't know what to expect. And then Paul just said, yeah, before we're going back to do this podcast, do you want to come out yeah. to the Nordic country? <laughs> um, to go and eat in France and I was like yeah yeah go on then and then obviously yeah, it was going out to see like a stock company as well what was really great because to be fair never used it before never seen it but when you taste it I was like yeah I could see why you use it and I so I, awesome. I was so excited because I got a text from Paul saying I've had the best meal of my life I thought yeah. Jesus yeah. you've worked and eaten in some amazing places so yeah. talk us through the foot like the I want every grain what was what did you taste and, and what was the setting it was it was just a faultless meal and I've not had many of them yeah. I've had like the best meals I've had are three star meals which is French Laundry and Fat Duck which I've been twice and in France and I was like so where exactly is that is it what's the, what's the so setting it's in, it's in Stockholm yeah. right in the centre you walk in, it's like just a door. You walk in, it's just a dark room and a reception. There's some meat hanging that's like a year old that they're going to hang for another two years, just covered in fat. Wow. And then some other old meat hanging up. And that's it, isn't it? And you're just waiting to go upstairs. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. go in this lift up to the top floor. Every little detail is amazing. When you're in the lift, it just you don't even really notice it. You guys together at the start getting lighter. Did it in. Yeah, ACDC <laughs> playing. Was it? Yeah. Oh my word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it was awesome, man. But it just really mm. picks your mood up. And as you're getting up, the light is changing in the lift, and then you go, and it's just this like amazing apartment up the top. And that's the lounge where you get your canapes, your drinks really chilled the chefs there just everyone's chilled every single chef and front of ours come up shake their hand introduce themselves say hello and so they've buttered you up perfectly you're oh, like ready yeah. to be and what's the first thing first morsel you tasted oh, it's so hard to remember oh that was so the little tarlo wasn't it the pancake tarlo with the, oh, with yeah, the fish the, and the, the little crispy stuff on top yeah screw cod yeah oh, screw cod that was yeah and it just, just kept coming just kept coming like the little macaroons and then we had um, truffle um, what was the truffle one with the, the rings and the turn? Oh, was that really, uh, yeah? What was the white thing? Was it, turn, was it turnable truffle? Turnable don't know, truffle? I don't know. We <laughs> ate so much, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was fucking incredible. Did, was there like one yeah, thing? We just got to the point where we we're like, we don't know what the fuck is going on, but my mouth, <laughs> my mouth is on fire right now. <laughs> shit is happening. What had never happened that. before. Um, no, it was great. What was the one standout? Was there a standout dish or a thing that we went, oh my God, I've we never... We all said, there was like nine of us on the table. We all, all said chefs, different all... pretty much, didn't we? All chefs. Yeah. yeah. All chefs. Yeah, it was, yeah, like mine was a little uh, chalmushi. Is it chalmushi? Chalmushi? Yeah, like the egg custard. The egg custard yeah. little thing with the caviar on top, banging, with really? chicharron on the side. And then like, oh, well, I fucked it up. I didn't put the chicharron in the middle. <laughs> so I found out later, I was like eating on the side. <laughs> it was the fucking delicious. That yeah, it was amazing. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the incredible. most amazing caviar that just exploded. Yeah. Um, but yeah, either that or the monkfish for me. But every dish was incredible. So the monkfish I think, was insane. So you talking about the monkfish, I swear that's when I was looking at you and just watching you eating. Yeah. And I didn't realise it. I didn't know. Like, Bounce. He's just, he's just sitting there and he's going in with his cutlery, nice and slowly, <laughs> chopping it up. My, mind you, I've cleared the plate at this point. Like it's halfway through it. He's cutting it up. He's putting it into his mouth and he's just like, 
closes his eyes and just sits there mesmerizing <laughs> and I was like yes yeah. man you yes. enjoy it you <laughs> he is loving it loving oh, life and he moment. said I was just I was away I was, I was somewhere else oh mate <laughs> It just goes off. Just love watching you eat that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so creepy. It was a bit I creepy, but it's probably yeah. love. I <laughs> loved watching you eat that. Um, like a few chefs have said it on the podcast uh, that we've done so far that eating at each other's restaurants just makes you want to run back to your own. Did that that, that inspire you to go and do something differently when you got back? No, it made me think, God, what are we, what are we doing? <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Why do I bother? Yeah. <laughs> Close up. Close up. Oh, no, brilliant. It, not really. Uh, in a way that I don't know. I like to leave it at the door. Um, I think when I was younger, I used to be like, "No, I need to be doing that. I need to be doing that." But in terms of like the philosophy, I think the way they think about food, I think I'm like my food is very different to theirs. But the way it comes to the plate is very similar. And I think Peter's the same. Mine and Peter's food is very different, but the way it gets there is the same. The philosophy behind it. You know, not loads of components going on it, just beautiful ingredients. Three or four things sometimes, that's all it needs. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. So it gave me a lot of faith in my food that we're going in the right direction, really. Yeah, yeah which man, I think is good. fucking awesome tonight. Yeah, so I was going to ask you, how meal. did you enjoy your yeah, meal? The, what was the standout dish? The best meal since yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Unfortunately that. Unfortunately for Paul, yeah. we've been, we, we been teasing each other about this for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Paul was like, I can't believe I'm fucking cooking for you tomorrow after you you just ate this meal. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, come on. No, no, to be fair, tonight has been awesome. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, so- Paul shouldn't like belittle himself to what he's doing. No bloody way yeah that cop uh the cod what he did that was fucking what was the cod so uh so cornish incredible. cod just roasted yeah, with mussel puree um poached mussels and brown butter sauce that's it is that's that from johnny yeah yeah what was that what? Banging. so johnny oh the supplier my fish he's one of the best oh really it's all about the suppliers we're learning that yeah, i've learned yeah, that yeah, on this but podcast. it was just it was just amazing like the texture and i was like no, it's better than Francis' fish dishes. And he oh. was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you stop fucking so, with me. And I'm like, yeah, man, it was, it was amazing. Yeah, awesome. really amazing. That's good yeah. to hear. What about you when you were tasting stuff out there and then even tonight, does it make you want to run back to Casimir and get in the kitchen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. 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 This is the reason why I love food. I love learning. I love seeing things. And like with Francis, it's, it's, it's an experience. It's like everything, what they put into it from every single last little detail. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, my phone's low on battery. Oh, sir, here's the charger. Um, hang on a minute. I just need to wipe my ass. Oh, the <laughs> toilet cleans it for me. <laughs> no, seriously, the toilets are incredible. What? They've changed my life. Seriously? Yeah, Why I went mean? like no, three or four times. Yeah. I didn't even need the toilet. <laughs> what do you mean? Just, don't went, just hang out in we, toilets. No, we you? were like, we went, I'd been twice and we were back up in the lounge having our petty fours and some tea. And other <laughs> mate of mine, this guy, uh, Adam Bateman, he went, did you... Um, did you like the massage bit? I mean, yeah, you are. So what? <laughs> oh, I just need to go back. <laughs> so what? That's th- a th- joke. These no, these toilets. They they've got. You go in as soon as you walk through the door, the seat opens up for you. Uh, I crap myself. I thought it's someone in there. Well, <laughs> so, ideal, <laughs> ideal place to crap yourself. Yeah. To be fair, uh, yeah. Oh so, my yeah, god. Sit down as you do, and then there's like a remote control on the wall, mm. and it's got like different wash settings it's got one called lady shower so it hits a different area <laughs> that's all i'll say right um but you have to try them all 
hang on a minute. You you read the manual, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, I never see. I never read the instructions when I was yeah, in there. I've seen it on the side, but I thought I'm gonna just tease just myself press and press buttons. whatever buttons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can change the power, like how wide the water is, how yeah, narrow, the that. speed, the, the temperature, and then you get it on blow dry. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured that out. I figured those bits. Yeah, and then yeah. massage it, kind of pulsates this water and. Yeah, half an hour later. Yeah. Are you like the guy in the swimming? Are you like the guy in the swimming pool that hovers by the pump for a bit too long because it just feels good and you can't explain why? <laughs> That's not what it is. Oh man, it it is. the front of house exactly were like after went to the toilet and they're like, did you try all the settings? <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what house is that? That's crazy. Yeah, I googled on there a few grand, so we won't be getting on the air. I mean, even is a, it a few grand? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Dude, I want one of those for my home. Yeah. Even a good a Michelin star, like a three star in this country, wouldn't be having as fancy a toilets as that, would it? Actually, fact that I want one of those, but I swear they don't have all the massaging things in there. Seriously, I don't think they have the whole, like, you press a button and everything does everything. Yeah. Maybe we should have a whole a whole podcast topic at a later date of the toilets and the sort of, do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, like the got bits around. In there, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, so, Pete, when it comes to. Casimir, for those that have never been, don't know much about it, how would you sort of describe what you do on a daily basis in the setting in Bristol? How do we describe it? It's kind of like typical Bristol. You don't know what to expect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> those who have been there, big up Bristol. I love Thank Bristol. Um, well, it's we, a little bit of an epicentre at the moment, isn't it, for yeah. restaurants and street food and yeah, cool things yeah, happening. How many stars has Bristol got now? It's got a few, in it? Yeah, Bristol's literally like pumping out five stars at the moment. Wow. Like, one of them okay. is like... More than Birmingham. Yeah. It's, 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 it's doing well and it's got so many great places where now people ask me where, where to recommend to eat and I'll go, well, what cuisine do you like? Because yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. so much to offer. That's, um, man, that's amazing. So yeah. it, it's in a great spot and I think over the next... 10 years is going to be a scary time for Bristol I think we're going to do some amazing things and I think it just is going on from one straight to another um, I fucking love it yeah. but I am a Bristolian boy so I don't know whether I'm being biased but I do love the city oh, no, you just sound city. passionate and proud yeah, the it's greatest super... city in the world <laughs> and what's Casimir's food all about so what we do there is we we have fun and we enjoy we do things we don't we don't have many set rules with what we do with food we obviously go by like incredible ingredients the ingredients what we would love to use in the kitchen um but we don't have a particular philosophy or something what we abide by and mm -hmm. just say it's, it's all out of the box it's all about thinking about if someone's come to my house what am i going to cook them tonight that's mm -hmm. what we want to do casimir means my house so that's always been our approach hence the reason why we did just one menu yeah so it's an amazing restaurant yeah really it's a cool setting i went to the original one i was showing peter the menu two nights ago on my yeah. phone <laughs> oh really that's sweet so it used to be whereabouts in bristol it used to be in westbound trim okay. yeah, yeah so it's, it's on our uh, kind of out of the center almost about five ten minutes out of the center yeah and that was 2012 i went there for my 30th and it was the first time oh, nice. me and peter knew each other it was the first time we actually properly met yeah. And um, no, it was it was amazing, but it's gone up another level. Like the setting of where it is now is incredible. Yeah, I've yeah, seen sure I've seen photos online, but it does look insane. I think that brings us neatly onto our first sort of media topic, which is about yeah. food and art and pushing the boundaries and techniques within food. Um, yeah, the difference between your two styles. How would you sum that up? It's hard, isn't it? Because how do you, really you pigeonhole Eva's food really? 
But how, the caveat yeah. to that is, how do you decide on a style, or are you just going with your no, gut? And do you try and push an no. artistic boundary? Fuck a style. It's not about style. It's about doing what you believe in, about what you want to put on a plate. If you go by a style, then you're just going to follow a memo, and you're right. going to carry on with it. And I think we just believe in each other's food, and we do what we do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we have the same kind of approach as in the ingredient led. Um, trying not to put too much on a plate. That's that's it. Simple. It's just that's the only kind of thing where we go forward with there the, the rest of it just ties in we're just trying to make a great experience for the customers of course I mean, when I was first a head chef I was I think mean, I was putting myself too much in a box because I was like I've got to be British and I've got to be using all these ingredients that you know in, in dismissing a lot of ingredients that are imported mm-hmm. so it, it kind of limits your repertoire a bit Whereas now we are very seasonal and we use a lot of British produce. Our meat and fish is predominantly all British, but I'm much more open to using, you know, I think the kombu and um, the things like that, and yeah, benito and things that I wouldn't have used before and not just Asian influences, but Asian ingredients and miso and all those sort of things. And I mean, that's what's taken my food on here is that I'm just more open-minded not trying to be so strict and be like, oh, it has to be British and being dismissive of anything else. Mm-hmm. But like, ah, oh, menu i don't think you can pigeonhole us because like there'll be a really british dish like like tonight you had the black pudding with the egg yolk and stuff and yeah. you know, british really mm. in the style of that black pudding but then afterwards you got a wagyu beef with miso and you've got this green herb ketchup it's got all these different influences so mm-hmm. it's like you can't really say exactly what the style is other than the only thing i can say is just ingredient and product led you're always caring most about the taste obviously like how does it taste and then how much care and love do you put into how it looks because obviously cosmetically a lot of people judge food on how it looks and some people don't like things being too artistic and too fancy so where do you how do you judge that because it might be quite a delicate thing i know from our approach we, we we do it from like an organic point of view like how does something make sense or like does it just turn out that like like the way it does and then from there we just mold the products a bit ago well we can do it this way consistently so many of a batch so um, i'm just like hypothetically keep mm-hmm. thinking in my head about yorkshire puddings like this little thing what we do at the moment with beef tartar what's inspired by josh i got and pony and trap big oh, up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like a Yorkshire pudding is normally a massive bloody thing yeah. and we try to make it as big as possible like what Definitely. you were saying earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is. It's like the most glorious thing but we're trying to make a small one. Right. So, okay, that is not a, a, a normal way of doing it but what we're trying to do is find something what can be consistent and then how to shape forms from there so then we can build it quite easy and construct it. But most of it is just feeling the food and feeling love and going... Yeah, do you know what? That looks fucking dope. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of your food is very aesthetically striking and pleasing. The flavour is yeah. incredible, but like when you look at it, it always looks immaculate. Yeah, I think I don't I don't ever go by... I think I try to, to sometimes approach it in an original way, but then in another way, there's so many things what have been done in this food industry at the moment, like with all the restaurants, nothing really looks that new. It kind sure. of like, it just looks a bit repetitive. So yeah. we try to have this in our head, but we so know it's, it's that harder it to shock. Because there was definitely a period really where hard. people were trying to shock people with if you're trying bringing to out whatever, you know. Yeah, like in Bristol, we'd be like well away. Yeah. Right, there, it would only be us, Wilson and, um, and Josh and Pony and Trap and, and Bull Rush. Um, 
it went it, we we all got our separate styles so it'd be okay but in the whole genre of the world of food it's like trying to create something new and imaginative is quite difficult because something could be cross-referenced with someone else mm -hmm. so i just try not to like for instance i was just reading the michelle bar book Mm, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't try to buy books too much because I, I I know in my head the recipes are amazing. I love reading them, but it does like you you just start building up this memory of like dishes where sure, you've seen and it's iconic. And I knew that when yourself. I was younger, and I was like, "Fuck, I gotta stop buying books because it just comes out to out of me." Like five years later, after I yeah. read it, <laughs> and then I see it, I probably have some Michel Bar dish on the menu yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> probably be good as well. <laughs> Paul's book is still available now, though. Yeah, yes, buy Paul's book. There. <laughs> Don't think like me. It's stupid. One day I'll bring out a book. I want you to buy it. <laughs> Can you give me an example of something on your menu now or in the past that you've put out there and? Maybe not. Reg maybe regret is the wrong word, but you've gone. Oh bloody hell! I've read that's that, that's out there. But I've, either a technique or a style of serving it, where you've gone. Oh, actually, do you know what? Maybe that's a bit, bit much. Oh yeah, I've done something where I did lamb and blackberry and some. Oh, it was shit. What? It was so <laughs> shit. Talk us through it. So what? I think I've seen this like thing in El Bully where he did like. Can't remember so what it was. El Bully was the uh, the Spanish. Well, I'm probably saying. Oh, yeah. All right. I have you want to pronounce it, but I just call it El Billy. We're from sure. Bristol, so <laughs> even, though, even though I'm half Spanish, I'm not saying it wrong. Um, but it was, uh, I don't know, it was some kind of dish with, uh, I reckon it was probably hair or something with some berries. I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. Oh, I do lamb with berries. That would go great. And then one, it was really shit. <laughs> so it's probably a technical way of, it probably could be nice, but just the way we did it. What, I, what I knew when I served it, and I went out with, and I served the dish at the pass and I give it over to the waitress and I was like, that was really shit. <laughs> <laughs> it looked good, but I Don't knew, I was it. like, okay, that tastes really shit. <laughs> That's an odd feeling. To yeah, so food, I literally stripped it back straight. Like. Yeah, but you go for this as emotions as yeah. a young chef. Sometimes you do shit and you think it's brilliant yeah. and you try it and you don't eat it because you're just so busy trying to do what you're doing. Um, yeah. Have you ever I've, said anything that you think, oh, what was that? I've tried. I've tried too hard, or it looks ridiculous. Or why have I put it on a? Yeah, why one, have I put it on a stool? There's one dish in my early days. I think it was on my first ever menu um, when I was at Tottenham Mill. I was 27, and I was just like, I went for it. This this dessert. <laughs> I still like it. Oh no, that's the worst part. Because I'm like, on. yeah, it worked. It worked. <laughs> I was still convinced of myself, but I've never done it since. But the owner. When I did the dishes up for the menu, she loved it. So I was like, yeah, it's wicked. And then people just hated it. In Suffolk, a very farming sort of community. And we, we, you know, there was nowhere gastronomic or anything at that time. And people just weren't ready for that. Sure. So it was a fennel panna cotta dessert, right? So, so fennel aniseedy, seed. Yeah, milky. Aniseedy, really, yeah. And then black olive. <laughs> So you okay. dry black olive on it, little <laughs> black olive plate. toil. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. Then, yeah. then an iced tea sorbet. It's really fancy. Oh, tea? Clean. Yeah, iced tea, sort of. Okay. So just... <laughs> That's it. I'm trying to oh, think in my head. Yeah. Good. Me, yeah. that sounds lovely. <laughs> and I did some like shaved sweet lemon dressed fennel on it as well, just sit the sorbet on. Yeah, it probably didn't work, did it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't Sounds know. Unusual. I'm trying to think of it in my head. Yeah, try this. Right, Paul, you need to do like, that to yeah, me. It's summer, it's my first menu, and yeah, it's fresh. Yeah, yeah. It's probably like you're going for it. And. 
Yeah, bombs. What people just went. People that like, that's shit. weird. What you? Oh, doing? that's weird. Yeah, 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 olives on dessert. You weirdo. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you had that that way around where you think, oh, I've smashed that. That's something different, and then it's come back, and the feedback is overwhelmingly. Oh God, what was that with? Yeah, we've done some weird shit back in the day. <laughs> some really weird. <laughs> stuff. Give me some so weird shit. Give me some up. classic. I don't know. We weird did shit. some like, like. Uh, I don't. I don't know whether it was weird back in the day, but it was like. Uh, coffee with pigeon. We kind of made it work. Coffee with pigeon. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Like you know, like back in the, that. Yeah. Yeah, man, and it and it kind of worked. But I think we did like the aggressive that version of with... coffee with pigeon. So it wasn't like oh, a delicate, nice infused sauce with coffee, roasted coffee beans. We like oh yeah, espresso. We make a gel out of it and put it with fucking. Put it with pigeon. Yeah. A gel, an and, espresso and, and, gel. And that's like intense. So I don't think we understood like how people use coffee with like game. Yeah. Um, that was something weird. People <laughs> liked it. Some people hated it. I remember trying still- to get right once a coffee and garlic creme brulee. Oh, what? Yeah, coffee yes. and garlic. Yeah, no. there's a reason behind like, what's it. What's the full no. process? No. So the, the reason behind it, there's a guy called Peter Barnum, who's a scientist who used to work with Heston. Yeah, man, and he's in Bristol. I went to a talk. Bristol yes, represented. Right, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He he's been in a restaurant that, a few weeks ago. All right, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Penguin. Yeah, Mr. Penguin. Where's Penguin? <laughs> yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah. What? Um, so he did a talk at Warwick Uni. I went to it. He was talking about molecules in food and how they match up. So like honey and Gruyere cheese have got similar molecules, so they work together. There's a lot of things like this, and he's got coffee and garlic is one. So that, like, hey, off, off the bat, like, that obviously sounds like yeah, clashing. It didn't work, though. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, I tried. There must be a way it worked, because he was saying how it does. I think I just I just didn't get the mix right. I didn't get whatever it was right, but yeah, yeah. perhaps. I think it was too heavy on the, them both, trying to get a full-on flavour in there, and it was just... So when you talk, like like when you talk yeah. about it like that, I, in my head I'm thinking if that was me, an untrained chef, I'm trying to make coffee and garlic work. I don't know what to do past making a cup of coffee and chopping up some garlic, <laughs> and putting it in a pan and seeing it. Like, so yeah. when you say like it can be treated different, like what's your approach? You, you're sat there, you've got coffee and garlic, and you go, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, going to try and make this work. What do you do first? I'm looking forward I to it. Know, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know why I went to creme brulee. Either. <laughs> I don't know why I went there. This, no, I was, that makes I was sense. Young coffee, coffee well. creme brulee, probably back in the day, there was yeah. like, was it like Ramsey's or like my, somebody had some co- coffee kind of open brulee thing. Yeah, yeah. I reckon it was. Yeah. So what would you do? Would you crush the garlic? Would yeah, you... I crushed it. I infused it into the dairy, made a classic creme brulee with an espresso in it, and I think I just went too heavy with it. I, I do think there's something in it though. I was thinking about it recently. <laughs> Um, wait, yeah. but using black garlic, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I want to do like a chocolate bar, like tempered chocolate bar with some kind of like um black garlic and coffee filling that's almost like a toffee of the two. Wow. And I think okay. that will work. Sounds it's like... taken me about 15 years to get there. Do it, <laughs> it's probably one of those things as well that when people read it they've already got an idea in their head that maybe even yeah. if I like coffee and garlic I'm not going to want to have this because I'm going to have you let them read it <laughs> exactly yeah. I don't let them read it oh I was going to talk to yeah, you about this written, I've seen pictures of your menu and it literally yeah, tell me if I'm wrong it says word. Casimir at the top and it yeah. says it's because I don't know what to say in it it's literally if for those that haven't seen it it's like so how many dishes like eight dishes or something more than that is it more than that uh, yeah 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 like eight or ten eight or yeah. ten yeah. and it literally will just say tomatoes yeah fennel yeah. Duck. Yeah. Cream. Just lazy. I can't remember. That's it. But that is it. There's <laughs> no. Spal, so no. Keep it's the words it, minimum. Yeah. It's just kind of. I don't know, man. Keep it open. 
keep it wild. We do talk about like adding the stages of what we do, but it's quite complicated. There's so many ingredients in it. I'm like, well, where do you start? Do you like go, well, I put an onion in the stock. I also put garlic, <laughs> put a little bit of thyme. Babe, that's me. I, I put, and it goes on and on. And I on. would do that. And I'm like, it's all do. these flavors as irrelevant as the the uh, as a uh, one of the flavors what are working in your in your palate. If we probably plugged that up in the machine, it would probably identify every single bloody one. Mm-hmm. Sure. So you go. Let's just make it the identify flavor, whatever the product's going to be. If it's duck, it should be fucking duck. Mm-hmm. If it's going to be a scallop, it should taste like a scallop. Oh, don't you? And then everything it. else just comes into like complementing it. So it's that kind of approach rather than being lazy. I'd be excited. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, I'd be excited because I hate yeah. long menus anyway, wherever I go. But if I turned up and it just literally said one word. Yeah, I'd it's be excited scary. as well because it's a little bit like. Um, it's scary. What's the word? Man, it's like sort it's of leads a lot. Oh, what's going to happen? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you feel that way. I feel that way about stuff. Yeah, sometimes. I, love I don't it, like. Yeah. I don't like even looking at a menu. So if we. Did we look at menu in Fancy? Yeah, I didn't even look at it. I looked at the juice Yeah, pairing. I didn't want to look at yeah. it. I yeah. was just like, I just read all these words. I'm like, oh, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, and maybe it's because it. I don't like reading books or anything because I just, <laughs> I'm a person who I just like to see it, to yeah. believe it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I don't know, I'm just a bit weird. Um, good point to move on to uh, one of our other topics, which is opening your own restaurant. So obviously, Paul, uh, was it earlier this week, celebrated two years? Yeah, Monday we were Monday. two years Congratulations. Yeah. Does that yeah. feel like it's gone well, quickly I'm or long? Oh, crazy crazy quick yeah. was it Monday yeah. this month it was Monday, Monday. Yeah. oh right yeah because you said it was almost uh, two years ago. yeah, yeah. Oh, how long yeah. ago did you open Casimir in its current form uh, we opened it in uh, well my parents opened it in current form when you well, so it's current, current form, site yeah, yeah it's a I was new like, site out. so new right. site is in January 2016 okay so still only like like three and a bit years 19th. ago 19th so yeah so what are, when you go into opening up a brand new restaurant, obviously you've got to think about the food, all those sorts of things, but what ended up being the most daunting aspect of opening a restaurant for the first time? You've been and worked in other people's restaurants, you've yeah, done... <laughs> <laughs> what is it that is the most challenging component? Is it is it is it putting the menus together and the no, first night or is it... It just becomes so easy. Like, like as a head chef, the things I used to stress about being an employee as a head chef, just they're just easy now i don't even worry about that um it's it's just everything i think balancing everything and especially here my first year and a half i did a chef to party job and a sous chef job and a head chef job and ran the restaurant (coughs) and i had had a really good girl running the restaurant but she was at more of an assistant manager so we didn't have a manager so i was still taking on a lot of her responsibilities so that is balancing everything and then learning about bookkeeping and accounts and I was learning on the go wow. you yeah. know and then just like god I've got to pay people at the end of the month I've <laughs> yeah. never had to worry about that yeah and yeah you just got to be enough money in there and it sounds ridiculously simple but and all that feels like it comes money in there it basically. feels like that all comes before even what am I going to serve tonight yeah it does yeah because without all that you don't get to serve people do mm-hmm. you so sure. yeah and because I've done food for 20 years you're like you've got that boxed and then when i've got time i can work on development and moving it forward but yeah but i'm in a better place now where i don't know i focus on my strengths and the weaknesses or things i'm not very good at i don't believe i should focus on just i'd rather pay somebody to play to strengths yeah yeah i don't believe in trying to improve your weaknesses in that sense i know what i'm good at I wanted really? to do it all. Did you? That was, that was stupid. Was that, was that the original hurdle for you? Was trying to yeah, do man, it. It's like I don't know when you go into the restaurant game and you're and you're doing what you're doing. 
you just you pick it up bit by bit but i i had no experience working with anybody like but shit i've been you i've been young yeah you were really really went to loads of different restaurants some really reputable ones and then yeah. sort of came back with his yeah so what what was your path just not that it no was, it wasn't that i literally left school for the reason like in year 11 before i did my gcse's and everything uh, for the fact that we moved from one side of Bristol to the other, mm-hmm. and it was just a nightmare getting buses, trying to get to school every day. And it got to a point where early part of year 11, I was like, damn, like this is not working. The teachers knew it wasn't working, and I knew I wanted to be a cook. I love food. Mm-hmm. I, I just love to eat. Yeah. So from there, I went to college, and I studied, and I, and I started working in Casimir. And first of all, the first year was like full-time college, so in the daytime, I'll be... I'll be at college and then certain nights of the week, I think it was like probably the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I was working and then gradually it just built up to that every night I was working. Um, so then going into the second year where I was doing part-time and then I just become immersed in the kitchen world. And then one day before I knew it, a head chef walked out midway through service because he just had enough and he was like, where the fuck have we got a hundred covers coming all at once? <laughs> <laughs> I've told you about this shit and he, and he, and he left out the door and wow. I was just sitting there going, oh God. And I remember my dad just came in and went, son, don't worry. I'm going to make it work outside. If you can make it work in the kitchen, it'd be okay. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a so big I day. Did it. And, and to be fair, from there, it was just, um, it just worked it just really, really works. And, and, and I realized I just love food. And I was, I got to a point where I think the first time when my brother, John Ray, bless him, he came into the kitchen to help me out because one night one of the chefs never turned up. Mm. And he, from there, he was, uh, like, he was asking questions about this, that, and the other. And I was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> like what, what like what's a fresh art show look like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i've never seen one <laughs> and then from there we just looked for books like how to cook and and questioned like just everything from literally that first question again what does a tin what was the fresh art look, look, look like from a, a tin art then how to get it to that point where it's cooked yeah it just went on and on and on and on and then we had um, the years where we took off. We, we literally had like lasagna and cannelloni on the menu, <laughs> loads of other dishes. <laughs> and we were like, I think it's time we take cannelloni off the menu. <laughs> yeah. Big day. We keep Big lasagna day. on the menu. <laughs> we're not idiots. But we've got to start taking things off the menu because otherwise we're never, ever going to evolve. And I think at that point we were really inspired by like River Cafe. Mm-hmm. So uh, in yeah. London, yeah, 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 because being the whole Italian thing, so that's a not whole other story. Why I'm half, I'm Spanish, and my father's Spanish, and why you've been Italian, but <laughs> <laughs> doesn't seem logical. No, it? It, it seems a bit random and weird. <laughs> but um, we 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 literally took off cannelloni off the menu, and um, and I remember like we we just watched people, and the, the the old kitchen was like this glass this glass window in a courtyard, so people walk past, and you see the like shadows and stuff. And um, we're watching walk up and then suddenly these shadows run back down. And I'll be like, oh, did we not have two people walk up? Yeah. Yeah, we did. And I was like, well, where are they gone? And why they just left? Oh, okay. Well, why? And they were like, 
Uh, because you took cannelloni off the menu. And I was like, shit. (laughs) We're idiots. Really? I was like, cannelloni and a lasagna, the way we're doing it at the moment is exactly the same thing. It was a ragu stuffed inside a shell with the same sauce, the same bechamel, the same cheese what we put on top. And lasagna sheets, and they bloody walked out wow. because the cannelloni went on the menu. So we knew what we were up against, and it, it was literally a constant battle of just watching people walk up and walk back out because we took then p- pasta dishes off the menu. We only have like one or two pasta dishes. We took pizza off the menu, and it was, it was horrendous for like a long, long time. So was that drive to evolve it, you and your brother, or was it your parents who... They owned no, it. No, me and John May. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, Mum and Dad owned it, so we weren't owners at that point. It was only later on within the business, probably when we were like 23... No, probably actually later, 24, 25, where okay. we were like actual directors and we were taking the same... Uh, like we had percentages between us. Um, but... It was it was it was them what owned it, and at times it was ludicrous, man. Like the shit we were doing, like octopus gazpacho with like some <laughs> fucking granita, with with with, with granitas on top, like random things. What now? Actually, is bloody nice. Yeah. <laughs> Genius, People yeah. do it, and you can make it work. But back then, everyone's like. Why are you doing that? Yeah. Why are you just making were, an octopus stew? Your like, parents backed you with that. Yeah, yeah, they did. It took them a while. I think at first, like like anything, it's, it's your parents, man. They're the ones what learn you. They're the ones what graft into you. So they're going to tell you when you're, when you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think it's only when we opened a restaurant up in Cheltenham, um, me and John made what was just ridiculous. Because like I said to you, I opened, we opened a re- uh, I worked in the kitchen when I was 15. We opened when I was 18 and John made was 20, opened up our own restaurant. <laughs> crazy that is mental like yeah our mum and dad's helped us but not helped us financially we took a loan to be able to do it and everything like this and we made it work man it was a really good restaurant it's our first introduction into like michelin world i'm like, yeah. watching the champion mm-hmm. sauvage and like standing outside going that can't be a two-star restaurant it is tiny <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like it is now where it was, it was longer at the time we were just like no no <laughs> But we were like, wow. But we couldn't <laughs> afford to eat in there. Um, Have you eaten in there now? Yeah, Good. I ate in there a couple of times, Great. man. Yeah, I had wicked meals. So... Uh, How long was it open for there? Uh, we we literally did it for almost two, like one and a half, two years. Yeah. So it's a good we got, sting, consider it like how quick restaurants can close. Yeah, considering bro. The, and it was experience you had. Yeah, man, it was hard. We used to do stupid things, like things. What I was like, oh, if only I knew now, it would make such a big difference. Yeah. We really oh, make our lives complicated. Yeah, just by everything what we did because we just wanted just to do processes in the kitchen and... scratch. I think it's when like Gordon came on the scene and he started doing the whole. Like, what was it? The uh, restaurant nightmares? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. was kind of like that era. Yeah. Well, it's it doesn't like sound like long ago, but it was a long yeah, time yeah. ago. Um, and we were like, damn, we have to do everything from fresh. We have to do everything from scratch. So we make puff pastry. We make, <laughs> we make everything, bread, everything. We didn't even realize you can actually buy really good things in. Mm. Um, and... That's what made us great chefs, but at the time made our lives complicated. So even when we had like two or four people booked in a restaurant, our lives were hell. And we were just so demoralized and tired. Everyone just thought we were pissing it up the wall. Um, People thought we were crazy. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then that's when we decided at one point, like, look, this is enough, man. We can't take this no more. We're, we're literally, the restaurant's just not doing well enough. And we missed home. We missed yeah, Bristol. Sure you wanted to go back. I really, really yeah. missed Bristol. So we went back. And we were like, Mum, Dad, can we come back and work for you? We sold the restaurant for like X amount. We came back with a load of debt on our head. Yeah, so we literally yeah. took probably about four years to pay it off. Oh, and we wow. did pay it off. Like yeah. ourselves. What a learning curve, though, really. Dude, it was the best learning curve ever. Yeah. It was really to go through shit and pain and mm. like just see things from a completely different perspective. Going, you just can't open a restaurant and expect it to be busy. It don't work yeah. that way. No, yeah, you can't. Sure. But what, it was what, like you had to make the mistake in order to mm. to be where you are now, almost. Yeah, man. But yeah. what you've done, your vision's not changed and you've stuck to your guns. That's yeah. the one consistent and you didn't... Yeah, you see so many restaurants, they're a little bit quiet, so they like to try, start trying to please everyone. Yeah, they want no, a bit of every market. Yeah. They, want, they want that tourist, they want that... Yeah early bird they want that fine dining they want the afternoon tea and then they want the sandwiches and all of a bit desperate they don't know what they are the customers don't know what they are and then yeah that's a big reason why a lot of restaurants fail but you you know you're always going to do well because you're stuck to your guns yeah we just knew what we wanted to do and that was to create a restaurant what was um, doing incredible food but doing it in a way where for us like uh, boys from Bristol from Whitchurch we never seen before and you were inspired by like the Heston Blue film, like the the the, the El Billy Fran So so at that point when you come back, was there then you started again, you made a big mistake but learned a lot from it. Was there a turning point that you can remember where you go, Oh god, I could be on something here then? I think we might have Our mission it. star. Uh, only until quite, only until yeah only until the mission started everyone thought we're nuts everyone <laughs> thought we were fucking crazy <laughs> family didn't that. believe us they were Did just they? like nah they must be doing something because <laughs> we were naughty boys man when we were younger yeah particularly John Ray he was the naughtiest of them all yeah um, what so do you mean they, by that well like naughty as in like we just didn't get on with school we didn't get on with sure. normal society of just sitting there in a classroom going yes sir here's my homework yeah, yeah. like we didn't like those kind of things we we had an opinion we had an opinion what we wanted to express mm-hmm. um so yeah when you got a mission started it was like a big pat on the back going we're not insane we thought we were insane <laughs> we thought we were mental it yeah, turns we out we're geniuses we, we, generally, we generally thought we were insane at one point we're like why are we doing this to ourselves what's the matter with us <laughs> are we just living in a dream world man oh that must have been the best day then how did you find out what was the oh we found out but uh it leaks yeah it leaks and and I remember me and John Ray went up to like M and S um, in the mall, and it was mind you we don't ever do this. It was just like a one off treat. Yeah. And it was a week before mission in, and Friday lunch was dead. I think it was a Friday or I swear it was a Friday. Um, and it the, the restaurant was really quiet on the evening. Oh yeah, what? what? Sorry, yeah, no, uh, yeah, definitely. That was, was beautiful. Just quickly, what are we drinking here? Because this is we've got a sparkling Pinot de Chiron. I'm not going to try and pronounce its name. <laughs> uh, Leon Marcel, actually, Two, it 2012. It's spanky. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Absolutely love it. Really good. Sorry, yeah. So Friday M and S. So Friday M and S up in the mile, <laughs> Bristol Cribs way big up love it <laughs> oh it's a landmark anyway it's a tourist destination in bristol yeah we, we we went there because like let's face it we were like a lack of food we never had time to make food for ourselves like to do staff dinners or any shit like this so it was kind of like we needed to get out of the kitchen and i was like i'm really hungry so we went to the mall and we had a, a s sandwich <laughs> and i remember just talking to john ray john ray's like yeah mission's coming out on wednesday 
like the following week. Yeah, what do you think? And we knew we had a mission inspector. Oh, yeah, we about only one what announced itself. Ah, right, yeah. And at the time, we were in the ship, running around the kitchen, me, him, and just a, a, a washer up. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was he, he spent probably about half an hour, 45 minutes an hour. At the time, I didn't really think it was much, but mm. it was kind of like he was chatting to us as we were plating and everything. Um, and I remember just going to him, bro, we just got to believe, man. Like, we had an inspector in. They noticed up, uh, uh, They noticed us in Cheltenham like you, you never know you never know man have faith have faith and he was like nah it never can happen it never <laughs> happen anyway we drove back home and it was it was that, that kind of conversation probably went on for a good like 20 minutes within walking from the car, car to, to the to yeah. get a sandwich then to walk <laughs> back. back out then to go um, and then we got back home and I remember I just walked straight into the kitchen John Ray went upstairs because he, he so we were living together no, no. Uh, so there was like a, 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 a at the time there was uh, my mum. I think my mum and dad still lived up there. I don't know. They might have moved that. Could have been uh, whatever time, but mm-hmm. there was like an apartment upstairs. Got it. But there was also like a changing room area with mm. a toilet. So a bit like this setup here, yeah, really. Like yeah, this, yeah, yeah. And they had an off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very similar. A little office, and 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 John Ray went upstairs. I think probably to check. I don't know what it was. Check some shit on a computer, and I think it was emails. Just to see if probably my space. Two thousand five. Probably yeah, like space, yeah. I think twelve or fourteen people booked on a on a on a night when really we could do like fifty, sixty on a Friday night. And he just came downstairs and he opened the door. Wow, this is what I magically did. <laughs> <laughs> and he just went pee, and I went yeah, and he was like, "You're never gonna believe this," and I was like what and he was like you're never gonna believe this and i was like what are you going on about it? and he was like you're never gonna believe this you gotta come with me so i was like oh bloody hell we like went all the way upstairs he's like right you have to tell me whether this is someone who's pulling our legs or not yeah. like just tell me straight up so then i looked on the computer and i was like <laughs> like literally just did that moment where i just looked at the screen turned around with this kind of like gaping look at john we going Oh, <laughs> I was like, is it true? <laughs> Denial. And he was like, I know, I know, I know. And I was like, call him, call, call him. him. <laughs> and it was basically James Somerin. Um, he basically, you know, uh, over in Wales, obviously, yeah, the restaurant oh, James yeah, Somerin. He, yeah. he, he sent an email, and mind you, emails and computers were all new shit back then. Sure. Like, we're still probably just going off the dialer tone where it's going like, <laughs> so. <laughs> he was like and, and we googled it mind you first of all I think Google just pretty much came it wasn't long off wow. the scene but googled it I know it's only 2009 as in guy but 2008 but that shit really wasn't as accessible and no. whatever googled it nothing came up I was like okay so he called him and then he spoke to him and he was like yeah mate yeah it's got, it got released it's got leaked early and we were like, okay, okay, okay. And he was like, I think he's just come up online on the missioning thing. What do you mean the missioning thing? Online on the guide. And and, and we were like, well, all right, Michelin. We, and it takes ages to find a Michelin <laughs> oh, kind of food part because still yeah. tires it's come up. Car. Like you can oh, buy a tire for like a million like pounds or whatever. The curtain, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, we, it was, so we got onto the mission thing and you read down the list and we we're like, Damn, it is <laughs> yeah. true. It's true. And uh, man, we were buzzing. Mate, what a moment. We were so buzzing. Yeah. It's one of the most incredible moments. We spoke about this the other day, didn't we? Yeah. When you, like, hearing about, I asked, I think I asked you, Paul, like, 
when you when you got to start yeah like, we what were you that. doing it's just yeah it's just crazy i got the computer and just ran upstairs and i just didn't quite believe what was going on <laughs> yeah like totally sure i don't think yeah i just like you wasn't expecting it at all and no oh that's the best i, had, one. I hadn't expect had it. any announced inspections so i yeah. really thought it wasn't going to happen because yeah. normally apparently you have an announced one and they'll come and torture but i hadn't had any i knew they'd been in through <laughs> social media but yeah so i was just like no nah, no nah. and i phoned well i think I, I spoke about it before on here on this podcast mm. and i phoned my old boss and he said well, you know what it means, you dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been... Imagine if they'd have invited you down and you hadn't got it. Oh, that would God. just be... They should oh, do that. that. That's the thing, though. You don't know. You like, don't I remember know. You, were, you were texting Brad and Gareth when you were up on the train of me. Yeah. And we knew you were coming up, but we're like, well, you don't know until it's actually... Yeah. You could have won, like, best front of house service or best chef because they're doing these yeah, weird random true. awards so yeah, you don't yeah. exactly 100% know and they don't know. even do those and awards it, every year it's weird yeah very strange mate. well let's go straight back down to earth shall we time to move on to the TripAdvisor reviews oh, we do this every single week on the podcast my favourite yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no looking at my screen so this is how it works I'm going to give some TripAdvisor reviews and these guys are going to have to decide whether it's each other's restaurant or somewhere else so I'll read a review and for example, you, Pete, will have to guess whether I'm talking about a review of salt or somewhere else. Okay. Do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go first. Yeah, go first. Yeah, I'll okay, fine. First, so yeah, I'll I'm going to read this out and you've got to decide whether this is a genuine TripAdvisor of Paul's restaurant or somewhere salt else. Or, uh, or somewhere else, yeah. yeah. Here we go. Isn't I'm not going to make eye contact because I'll know <laughs> if it's wrong. <laughs> okay, we're going to walk. The title of this, Don't Believe the Hype. <laughs> straight in there don't believe that this is going to be a good one (laughs) when you call and make a complaint and the manager starts shouting at you and you hang up the phone is it really necessary for him to continuously call back with threatening behaviour to make matters worse he left a voicemail demanding that I call him back several times needless to say the food wasn't the best I've ever had what a nightmare was that Salt Restaurant or somewhere else? That's got to be somewhere else, surely. <laughs> well, is, it, is that your guess? Yeah. That's my guess. It's got to be. It is somewhere else. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. It's borderline, though. I mean, Get in there, son. Because <laughs> I don't leave a voicemail. Because <laughs> yeah. that's evidence. That's the one bit I left. Love that. Okay, Paul, your go. Here we go. Okay. Is this Casamia or is it somewhere else? Title of this one Kiddie Menu. Okay. Kiddie Menu. First, the positives. The room, the kitchen, the atmosphere, the attentiveness, all of which had the makings of a great meal. Now the food, what a shame. Some truly great flavours let down by, simpl- by the simple fact that the portions were minuscule, genuinely baffled. I get that a restaurant like this employs a large m- number of staff and so many margins m- and so margins may well be tight, but the size of the dishes on offer was unacceptable. 
The worst was the dessert, which I finished in three spoonfuls. <laughs> Brackets, small spoon too. <laughs> Just to make sure I didn't have a ladle. <laughs> Massive letdown. Was that kiddie menu review Casimir or somewhere else? I reckon it was Casimir. <laughs> you? Yeah. Just, Just because it is. It's, that's the kind of thing that people go for, yeah. especially with taste events. They'll be like, oh yeah, yeah finger food. And all that yeah, crap, I t- yeah, I yeah, I hundred percent believe that, hundred percent. Yeah, it was Casimir. Yes, Bastards. we did good, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> we like to say this. Yeah, of course you are. Yeah, do you pay attention to the TripAdvisor reviews? What do you when someone writes that and says um, portions are too small? What do you? What's your gut reaction to that? Fuck them. <laughs> Does it? Does, <laughs> yeah. does it bother you? I hope though, that's a long pause. Just... No, I. Uh, it's one of those things, man. Is you? You take you, you. We read it. Now I get to a point where I. I don't read it personally. I would hear it from other people. So it's something where, if I generally believe that someone's had a particular bad experience in in any way, any form, yeah. then I will kind of look at it if it's something tangible to take away from it but most of it i don't know man these things what people say it's an opinion and it's and it's their opinion and and sometimes i'm like have they got a valid point have they fucked (laughs) i was like they don't know man (laughs) they haven't done their hours man years man love it on the front line yeah this is this is the problem it's like people have not run restaurants they don't know how hard it is it's one of the hardest industries to 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 work in such a a business what we're trying to such a contrasting view because paul loves TripAdvisor, don't he oh he loves it yeah yeah Yeah, it's my favorite He, write, he, he writes reviews all the time, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I actually replied to one while we were in Finland. I was on the bus Did and you? I was tired. And I oh, was like, Paul again. Not through. again. What Did have we said? Like, yeah. Every, episode Sorry. three, we had Frances Atkins sat where you are, Pete. And she said, Paul, you need to let it go. Stop <laughs> replying to messages what did you say it's difficult I was pretty sarcastic (laughs) to be honest as he pours himself another drink (laughs) well basically it really annoyed me for the reason that they started we've been seven times it's been amazing but this time we were talking about it didn't we yeah I read this one (laughs) of course you have I don't know this is is recent and I was like but this time bloody blah so my first response, you've been seven times, you've loved it six, you never wrote about it then, but now you're writing about it. Like, Good, good point. I said, that's just poor form. Um, <laughs> you'll have to read it. I'm quite proud of that reply. <laughs> and then there was a genuine mistake. I remember it, but it was tiny, really. It shouldn't have happened. Yeah, so okay. one of the guys, they took their order wrong. The starters were wrong. Oh. But we rectified it in less than three minutes and I comped it like just very like, good that oh. is yeah, and yeah, as far as good. I'm concerned good service isn't just about what happens good service is how you rectify a mistake yeah, and my like guys that. handled it great we comped them as far as I'm concerned that's dealt with so piss off with your driver <laughs> 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 fuck I mean, you man it, you've oh, had man. it free you said it was lovely we dealt with it and then you still go and have a little bitch 
Like, <laughs> you just can't yeah. let it go. No, I can't. I'm not okay. sir. I can't let so it go. Every single week, we check in to see where Salt Restaurant is in the Stratford Upon Avon ranking. Okay. <laughs> oh, so, week one, episode one. Episode one, we were at thirteen, I think, and then episode yeah. two was fourteen. Big drop. Episode three, we were at eighteen. Last week, it was nineteen. What do we reckon? Episode five, has it gone up or down from 19th in Stratford? Oh, yeah, so t- yeah, no, no. Oh, God. Bearing in mind, Ooh. first Michelin star restaurant in Stratford's history, 19th best on TripAdvisor. Yeah, up or down. I, re- I reckon he's gone. I reckon he's. Uh, if that's recent, what you said that review was. Yeah, it's not I don't know. I reckon, <laughs> I reckon it might. It, okay, it might have computed. Number 20. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually gone up. Yes. By only one place. Oh, You're wow. 18th again. Yes. Oh. So. Yes. Yes. Party. Yes. I think Party. that's it, man. We made it. <laughs> yeah, I made it. I think McDonald's brought out their super Big Mac with bacon <laughs> and no one liked it. So wait, you've got, wait, wait, you've wait, got up a place. Yeah, you've got Google. Where's Casmir? Oh, do you want to yeah, do, yeah, do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Oh, I, I swear we're something, I swear we're something like in the Yeah, there's going to be, what, a thousand We're worse than you, man. We're in the 20s. Yeah, you got more restaurants though, so it's relative yeah, to that. No, oh, have you got it? Oh, it's Ollie's got it. Our shit. producer, what what's it saying, mate? Oh, fine. Worry, yeah, there I must be like a thousand restaurants in Bristol though, so you're gonna. That's gonna be tough. Yeah, there is a lot of restaurants. There's too many to be fair. And it counts everything. Like if it, uh, Greg's is on TripAdvisor as a restaurant, yeah, isn't it? coffee shops, yeah, countless yeah. restaurants. They have like <laughs> that's the, that's that's a weird thing, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah, especially when like it's like a like a Some vegan coffee bar. Like we, we, <laughs> nah, we, we've got a pit, we've got a pit of place. What's really cool, but like you're like, why is that in the restaurant department? Because it's not the restaurant department. Okay, so there is a thousand restaurants in Bristol. Where do you think you are? We've got it. We've got it. <laughs> Okay, I'll give you higher or lower. I swear, higher or lower. Higher or lower than Paul. I swear, we're number like 29 or something like that. Hi, Ollie here. I'm the producer of the Nightcap. A quick interlude. Um, We have a technical issue here. Um, That's what happens when you mix alcohol and podcasts together, uh, where we lost some audio. Now, the conversation between Pete. Simon and Paul was going so well. We do have the audio from the cameras and I feel like we want to keep the conversation going with you guys. We don't want to cut anything out. It's the whole sort of ethos behind this. But you will notice just a slight difference in the audio. It only lasts for a few minutes and then it'll be back to normal. What's Enjoy. Hiya. We, we have been like number two like number two before, once upon a time. We oh, just back when you had the cannelloni on the menu. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they're, still, they're still writing reviews, those people. Oh, one day, one day. I can tell you that it. you're number 22. That's oh, that's all right. That's, that's a thousand. thousand. I'd take that. That's all right. Yeah. That's yeah. When's yeah. the last bad review we've had? <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, right, we'll keep that matter. <laughs> okay, nice one. Uh, moving on then, one of our, one of my favourite features each week is I get to sit back and listen to this. So, boiling point. This is where our chefs discuss the real heat of the kitchen. So, boys, I want your stories. When have you unleashed hell on someone, or when has hell been unleashed on you in the kitchen when it's all got a bit too much? Shall I go first? Do you want to go first? You've got a locker full of whiskey. Oh, okay. Every episode. Oh, yeah. I've got a list. I've just got a quick memory. I even say to my guys, like, uh, oh, what should I go with tonight? <laughs> 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 They've heard everything. They're shaking. The one last Thursday, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you still got the bruise. <laughs> go on, mate. Go first. So I haven't actually done one where it's something that's happened to me, so I thought I'd go without this mm. time. So this, I was working, I'm not going to tell you the name of the place, but it was a big restaurant, very nice restaurant when I was younger. 
I was a commie chef. Uh, I got battered, like physically. Um, what? What do you mean? Yeah. So I was. Uh, what do you mean? Yeah. I'll, I'll, what do you mean? I'll tell you. Yeah. What do you mean? I'll tell you. That's part of the story. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. yeah. um, sure. I'm not telling you. <laughs> I'll tell you after. It was a long time ago for what I did. So I was, um, I was, I was on service, really busy. We used to have um, a couple of part-time girls that come in on a Saturday and help us out. So I got on picking some lettuce, and they're picking some big dandelion for me, like really expensive leaves, like really bitter. You pick the tips off, and you can use the rest for sort of staff or whatever. If you want crap staff salad, like you can use that. But we used to always have to like pick all the tips off, put the rest in. The staff fridge for the staff food. Mm-hmm. Wanted to make some terrible staff food, and um, so I'd left it with these girls to do right down the back end of the kitchen in a different little area. I was doing service, busy all during service. Didn't have opportunity to check on them. Just finished service, I come into like the middle area of the kitchen. All I hear is pasta. Just think I know the voice of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we all guess who that is. No, no, it's and I'm like, this is like he's an ex-RAF. Oh, you know, okay. Jigsaw identification. Yeah. We can get there. We can get there. Okay. And, and now I'm lost. I, t- I turn around, and this guy, do you remember the big dustbins you got that, stick, that was steel? Yeah. So they're generally plastic now. Really steel. wide. He's got it, like, yeah, probably like what? I don't know. Jesus. 50, 60 centimetres wide, big, full of, full of stuff. And he's like holding it in his arm. He's like a strong guy. But in one arm, it's full of stuff. And then he's got a dandelion. These girls, yeah, they're part-time 16-year-old girls. They just picked a bit and then I hid it at the bottom of the bed. Right. I didn't know. I hadn't checked on them. Sure. I, I should have, but I was too busy. Yeah. Uh, and if I had, I would have pulled them up on it. And he just ran up to me, threw the bin straight in my chest. It just hit me, full in the chest, knocked me out on the floor. And I was on my ass, covered in lettuce and crap and tissues and everything. He just continued, just hollering at me, like, poking me with his foot, you fucking arsehole. You wasted my money because he was in charge. Head chef was on holiday. He was in charge. He's like, my GP, you fucking cunt. Who do you think you are? And I'm just laying there, like not reacting, not not doing anything. What what's going on? My chest is hurting because this still bins just stuck. Boom, took me straight out. Other lads in there just put their head down, like I'm not witnessing this. I'm not witnessing this. And then he just walked off, left me like all the shit to clear up. Oh my god. And I just, just took it. That's like serious. Carried on. That's like crazy. Um, you carried yeah. on. You yeah, I just like, yeah, you can beat me. You know what I mean? <laughs> this shit. This <laughs> well, shit. Well, mate, that is character. They say character building, yeah. but that is crazy. Yeah. The pressure was high, yeah. as you do as a chef. He's going out and he was serving something to someone, and he did it in the wrong way. I can't remember exactly what thing he did, but he did it in a totally wrong way, and I was like, I've told you before this, and I was like, "This is what's going on in my head." I told, I told him before, I told him before, and he came over to the kitchen and he opened the door, and I was just like, "So we go back to another story." When I, <laughs> <laughs> what I normally do to chefs, so we always kind of like when a chef does a bad thing, yeah. we give him like, and it, <laughs> this seems ridiculous now, but you give him like a little tap on the face. And it's kind of like, naughty boy, give him a tap on the face. But, right. And this is kind of like a market PIY family era, and we're trying to be soft. So it wasn't yeah. getting burnt by a pan or like smashing someone over the face with a... With a Chucking a dustbin. A, a, yeah, yeah. A, just, a dustbin yeah. in the chest. It's more so like it's like a little soft, tap, like a little soft little about. tap. Yeah. And, and mind you, this is very wrong there, but a soft little tap. So anyway, 
that kid he was walking through the door after he served the wrong table, I've basically just gone to give him one of those soft little taps, but absolutely smacked him in the face. And I mean, like, full on pelt. Bang, whole fist in the What felt? Oh, man, it was dark. It was really, really dark. <laughs> And, and, and I was watching my hand as well. Back in the day, I used to love wearing these like big ass watches. <laughs> Mind you, it wasn't nothing like expensive, so you don't think I was wearing like a, it wasn't a Rolex sure. or anything. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a big old watch, what had a bit of weight behind it, and I just caught him clean. But oh, there was man. a handprint on his face, and his whole bless him, his eyes just looked at me with like almost just weeping. This oh, handprint on his face, and I was like, and he was like, Chef, I think that was a little bit. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, you fucking me out of fucking line. I was like, you just fucked up that table. Fucking hell, you fucking brick. And we walked back in the kitchen going, fuck's sake, fuck's sake. By this point, when I said that back to him after he said, chef, I've been a little bit out of line, inside my heart kind of went, you may as well have punched him in the face because it would have been probably a bit more cleaner. It would have one position in the face. So I walked back in and I was like, give it about two or three minutes. And I just and I went, uh, can I go and talk to you? And he was like, okay, okay chef. <laughs> yeah, probably. Just cowering. So I took him outside and I was just like, so sorry. <laughs> oh man. I was like, I, this is the worst thing. I, I was like, I'm so sorry, man. From the bottom of my heart, I was like, I feel bad. I feel bad. And I knew from that moment on, I was like, you can never do this shit ever, ever, ever. Even the again. jokey taps. Yeah, and, and and dude, this is like probably about me being 25, probably 26. So mm -hmm. I've been good like 10 years in the kitchen doing this stuff for sure. 11 years, and I was like never ever going to do this again i'm never ever going to like slap because you know you can take it to another point where you'll just flip a lid yeah and you do far. something and you do it too hard you don't even realize you're doing it yeah, yeah. and scary. i was like man you can't do this shit to young guys it's like when he's only like 17 it's the worst <laughs> oh, thing in the world and i felt like so bad so that day never ever done anything like that it Love made it. me a better yeah. chef and it made me a calm chef a chef who Reflects on his actions. Learn from mistakes. Yeah, man. The way they come across is like, don't ever do that. Just, just talk to him. Talk to him. Don't, don't, don't slap them. Did he stay with you long after? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there for about another three, four years after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like getting on like a house on fire and that. Yeah, that's great. Then and now, and I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm thankful that. It never, it, like nowadays, if you did this, it's like, it just can't happen. It no. shouldn't happen. And it's no. like, why did we ever think that was okay? I don't know. Yeah, fair play to bad. him for saying that too, because most wouldn't. Yeah. Most wouldn't say, I think that's a bit too far. Yeah. Most would just, you just recoil, don't you? That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. took a bit of balls yeah. of yeah. him to say. 100%. Yeah. You probably and respected I, him more for that. Well, yeah. yeah, and that's why I got so angry at him at the time, because he, he, he said it to me, and he said <laughs> it within a really nice way, like, Chef, I think you just took that too far, like, straight away. And I was like, <laughs> you're, yeah, you're right, but you, no, I'm shaking right yeah. now. And I was yeah. just like, I'm just going to keep giving it to him. Like, it's your fault. It's not my fault. Yeah. But then you realise it's you, man, and you can't do this. Like this industry should be about love, man. It should be about yeah. being happy, and 
you just got to give people the look of shame nowadays and it goes 10 times further. Emotional abuse. It's like that kind of like... Emotional abuse instead of physical abuse. That's yeah, what you're nah, but emotion in a good way. Nobody get carried away. Don't write a trip advisor. Yeah. I love it. Beautiful sentiment. You've got so. a big open kitchen now, so you can't at all. Yeah. No. <laughs> you don't want to, man. Stops you hitting them. Just a lovely open kitchen. <laughs> Uh, well that seems like a beautiful place to start to wrap things up um, at the end of every podcast we like to try and give our listeners some um, nuggets to take away for their home kitchen so a little bit of advice or something that, that like a, a kitchen hack a home kitchen hack so stuff in the past has included uh, using baking parchment to fry fish um, yeah. I thought of one the other day which I've done for a long time and the only reason why I think this is a valid one is because I told this to someone at work and they've done it forever since because they okay. think it's genius right go on then you're not going to be impressed by this, but I think this is, I think this is no, cool. I'm so, I might learn something. So when I, if you go to the butchers and get some top quality sausages, right? Yeah. Instead of just having them as sausages, I like to unravel them all. Yeah, turn them into meatballs. Turn them into meatballs. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah that's weird. That, but that, loads of people don't put, because it's already bound, it, yeah. it, there's more. There's herbs in it and all these kinds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's ah, yeah. even better as a meatball with sauce and stuff. So yeah, unravel your sausages I've and make meatballs it. out of them. It's a great hack. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's great. Anything from either of you guys? You first one. <laughs> <laughs> really simple thing, but one thing that's helped my wife because it's like she like really worries about chicken and well, like about she, whether it's cooked. Yeah, and like I'll cook chicken at home and it's moist, and she's like, "Oh, I'm not used to this. It's weird." <laughs> but then she cooks it and it's dry, and she's like, "This is terrible." Yeah. yeah. So just buy one of those little electric probes. They're about oh, 10, yeah, 15 yeah. quid at home. They're so useful. I use them at home as well, just for anything: your chicken, your fish, and like I. I've given Rianne like different temperatures to cook everything to, like chicken leg, chicken breast, or that's brilliant. You know, or just whatever. Just not you, the things we're just trying to make it pink, but when you make sure it's cooked but not dry, you just prod it into the very center, and then whatever the reading is temperature-wise, you know whether it's cooked or not. Yeah, exactly. Prod it into the thickest part, and you know where you're at. Even for like, cause, like so, an average chicken breast, prod that fish. into the middle. What are we talking degrees? Well, by law, it's got to be like in a restaurant. It's got to be above seventy, but that's too much for me. I think. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. Not really yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I'd always say like sixty-three middle if you're roasting a chicken breast. So but specific. Michelin level. Yourself, so specific, yeah. isn't it? Sixty-three and a half. Perfect. Because that's like that's <laughs> the danger zone, and that's where like that's the that's where you should take it. I think. Yeah. But um, yeah, chicken leg sort of above seventy. And, you know, it's still going to be more, so much fat in it. Perfect. Love it. Got anything, mate? Here's mine. Go on. Garlic. <laughs> yeah. Don't know if any of you know this. Probably you do. Uh, rub your hands on stainless steel sink oh, after you peel them. Oh, really? Is that really? And it gets rid of the smell. Stainless steel sink, yeah. rub your hands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the best thing ever. Oh, I was really... It's literally the best thing ever. You just rub it into stainless steel. I'm sort of glad you've And it gets that. rid of the smell of your hands. So my very yeah, first my yeah, very first one of those, a couple of podcasts ago... I've got ago, stainless steel, for, uh, even in my home it works. Yeah. I love that. I, on a couple of podcasts ago, I said, oh, you should wash your hands after peeling garlic yeah, with cold shit. water. Yeah, yeah. Cold water then goes But on. he, Paul just shot me down. He said, that's a load of bollocks. Yeah. yeah. But that sounds... You've got to try that. Yeah, it does work. Does it? No, no serious. Does it react with a metal or something? I don't know what it does, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it just works. Google it. <laughs> Love it. Okay, awesome. Well, it's a great place to end. Thanks so much for listening. Here's to you for doing that. And here's to you, Pete, for coming and having a glass of wine with us tonight. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. cheers. cheers, cheers guys. Cheers. Thank you.
Thanks again for downloading The Nightcap, and if you love listening as much as we love doing it, you can help us out by leaving a rating and review on iTunes via your podcast app. You can also support the pod and secure its future by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the nightcap where we're giving away signed menus from paul's michelin star restaurant salt join us next week where our guest will be paul welburn from the oxford kitchen